Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In. I'm Cash Levy. Oh, sorry. We're still we're still here at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and everyone's yeah. sleeping. We've been here for a week. It's uh, it's nighttime. You know, a lot of the bands that aren't, so I guess, at the top of their game yeah. are. They have been spending the night at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Apparently, if you're in the Hall of Fame, you can sleep over there, and you just want to stay. I see. I see the proclaimers. They claim they they walked 500 miles to get here, and they're just tired. They're just yeah, sleeping. They're just They've been sleeping for a week. Right, right, right. Uh, Britney Spears is here. Although she's uh, doing fine. Right, much. said Fred. They're sort of yeah. strange. They sleep upside down. I didn't think that. <laughs> don't know what that's about. <laughs> Vanilla Ice is here, but he's really melted away almost to nothing. <laughs> Both physically and mentally. Uh, Bonnie Raitt is here. She's just, uh, you know, she actually has a, she brought her on bed. She keeps she's coming over. To, she keeps coming over to us sure. and saying, "Let's give him something to talk about." Yeah, and that's I said, weird. I don't no know. one's talking about us. Yeah, know? no one's going to talk about you. What What do you want to do to to give him something to talk yeah. about? You're being so vague. Yeah, ACDC is here. Um, they actually they were shaking us all night long. They really did. They were. Yeah. <laughs> they just would not stop shaking. Again, as they as, brought some TNT. As, as we talked about last week, you know, uh, Kit, Kiss was here. Kiss was here, and uh, Gene Simmons couldn't make it, but. The rest of the band said uh, uh, they wanted to rock and roll all day and party all night, mm-hmm. which I think it's, uh, isn't it rock and roll all night and party all day? Yeah, I'm not sure what the order has to be on but that. They, I mean, they are so shit-faced. Yeah, they really you are. Well, partially because Sir Mix-a-Lot is now attending bar, and he mixed some, he's mixing some really strong ones. Yeah, he is. And the President of the United States of America keep trying to give a State of the Union address. which <laughs> It's I a strange scene. And God, I mean, I don't know how many peaches they brought, but it is, I mean, it seems like it's millions. Yeah. Chris Isaac is here. I don't they even. They won't share any of them. They yeah. keep saying they're for me. <laughs> Chris Isaac is here. I don't even have a joke about it. He's well, just he came over to me and he said, yeah. do you want to play some wicked games? And then mm. pulled out a Ouija board. And I said, no, you know, I don't believe in that stuff. And he says, I can't believe you won't play with me. Yeah. He walked, everyone's hitting on Tiffany. He walked over to Tiffany and said, ah. So she had already walked away by the end of its of the mm-hmm, verse. Mm-hmm. In any event, we're still here because I'm putting together a panel of people to talk about Which TJ Miller's extensive play. That is EP. so silly of you and very sweet of you. Yeah, I just think people need to give their thoughts on on your uh, contribution to rock history. Well, we're gonna, and uh, you know the panel is going to start. Panel is going to start in about a half an hour. So beforehand, I just wanted to to thank everybody for all your support with my music career, and you know that maybe it didn't necessarily go exactly the direction I wanted it to go, but I I do think it was important to make those two music albums, and uh, I think some people do enjoy them, and and it's it, that's that's all that uh, 
I mean, not, you know, plural some people, but I think there's a person that really, really enjoys them. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, uh, there might be a person. It's a fellow there. that I pay a monthly retainer to sort of enjoy the album. <laughs> I pay for a quarter of his rent, and he just listens to it and tells people that he likes it. And people are curious about the album. Uh, for example, uh, where can one find it? Well, <laughs> I was talking to men at work about this, and... <laughs> You know, we were safely dancing. We just all had helmets on. Yeah. And we, but but it, it, you know, it's available online. The uh, Illegal Art remix tape of the extended play EP is available on Illegal Art's website. Also, you can get it through ComedyCentral.com. You know, if there are places that sell physical CDs anymore, you could get it there. But I wouldn't walk into a place like that. I think it's mm-hmm. a front for the mafia. Okay. And just, yeah. There aren't a lot of people really sure. buying. Sure. You know. Well, you know what? I'm just going to talk as loud as I want because we need to wake people up soon to do this. Well, that's you know, we're going to have think. them sit in. So I'm going to talk as loud as What's I want. That band that and you says, know what? Wake me up before you go go. Yeah, who's that? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I believe that's. Uh, God shit! We should have remembered because he told us UK. to wake him up. Yeah, I believe that's Wham UK. Wham UK is it? I like them much better than Wham America. I think Wham UK. The Wham America group didn't take off quite as well. Um, but let's kick things off with the uh, triple banger, banger lightning, lightning round. Uh, triple banger lightning round. And of course, this is uh, the second part of our music uh, installment of mm-hmm. Cashing In with T.J. Miller. So right. we stick with that topic. Flash mob at a funeral before the eulogy or after? I think you want to go after. Hmm. Yeah. Right? You don't want everybody to sort of suddenly be doing something in unison before the eulogy, because then that's a tough thing to follow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I think I don't... Are there other places where flash mobs need to be that just haven't broken out, like, as much as they should? People should be doing them at malls more. You think... Going to a mall wait, is so irritating. Don't you feel like that's... Food uh, courts. Spencer's gifts. Claire's accessories, baby gap. Don't don't you feel like people do not that? regular gap? <laughs> Triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Uh, question question two, 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 two. Most embarrassing two. way to discover you need to lose weight: on a teeter totter, or on the back end of a piggyback ride. Well, because I think teeter totters are designed to embarrass you. I'm going to tell you, it's It's a a human scale. It's a teeter totter, so there should be a third option, which is: is it the moment that you discover that what you thought a seesaw was called involves tater tots? (laughs) (laughs) Then you know you got a real weight problem. (laughs) I'm going to go over here and play on the jungle slim gym. What? But don't you think that's an embarrassing? It's it's so. I think they're taking most of the teeter totters out of the you know the uh, the park because because that's been too embarrassing for people. But did you ever like jump on children. someone's back and have them just fall over and crumple in a heap? <laughs> I know you usually give piggyback rides, but do you ever receive them? Yeah, it's happened to me with a couple of kids that are under ten years old, where they actually you jump on I them, jump on them, they just go straight down. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I I give a lot of piggyback rides, as you know. It's sort of a service that I do on the side. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to get yeah. an Uber app started just for piggyback rides. It's generally Edo. It's it's. <laughs> It's generally Ed O'Neill, isn't it, that you like to uh, piggyback around? Well, he's probably yeah. my best customer in hell. He's paid me, you know, he put two of my kids through college, and both of them are living in a well in Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. So you think, uh, yeah, you think, you think that you, you think jumping on kids, maybe you're going to need to uh, abstain from that soon. Well, all I want to <laughs> do is be the type of guy who is. You know, not that much of a burden when I'm on your back. Mm, yeah. You, you want know? to lose enough weight to not burden people with but jumping I, I, on their backs. But I really – how yeah. often do you go on a piggyback ride? How often do you have somebody let you take a piggy? On a long piggy? Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> extra long pig. Um, That's the name pig of my exploration. restaurant. <laughs> extra long pig. There's a there's – a, uh, there's a company that does this. They do bicycle trips. They're called Crossroads. They also do extended piggyback journeys. That's not true. Uh, across the Inca Trail. 
uh, up the Inca Trail, I should say, uh, cumulating. Yeah, that, across uh, the Inca com- Trail doesn't take that long. Right, it's just just about three, just like four feet wide. Yes. It's actually up the Inca Trail. It's definitely not an inch or two. And it, uh, it <laughs> actually would be a single track distributes you. Trail. It distributes you at uh, Machu Picchu, I believe. And uh, I'd like to sign up for that one, but I don't know how big the people are that are carrying you up the back. Well, you know, but the, ha- I mean, yeah, mountain. I don't know. I, I guess I go on a piggyback ride maybe maximum two or three times a year. Mm, okay. How often do you think it is for you? Mm, yeah, probably uh, probably about the same. Yeah. Triple banger lightning, lightning round. round uh, question question three. Three, three. Three, three. I recently. We've never agreed more than we just did on the yeah, number of piggyback rides we're going to take. Well, I, it's it's the same. I can't lie. I'm not going to lie to our listeners. I think that's the show is too important. Honesty for me. is uh, a cornerstone of your show. Honesty is the best medicine. I Isn't don't that think what that's they how say? It goes, yeah. <laughs> Honesty is the best medicine. You have cancer, but it's cured because I just told you so. When you're giving, when you're going across the Inca Trail, just across it, honesty is the best medicine. <laughs> By the way, then this is a little diversion here on the show, but they. <laughs> But doctors really are happy to give you uh, bad news. They really are. I, I've had some bad news medically recently. We talked about it. But yeah. my doctor was gleeful about it. He was gleeful. <laughs> and he was like, no, you don't understand. You have a problem. Right. And, he was, and they, they, they just want to give you drugs. They're, they're excited. They get to get out that notepad and write you drugs. That's their best moment of every day, writing you drugs. Writing you out Do prescriptions. You, you don't like taking the drugs. You don't like taking... I haven't done the drugs yet. We'll see what happens. I, uh, a couple of I'm my, a some big my limbs believer in better living through chemistry. I don't know I, why I just think, um, I just think that they enjoy well, giving you, you bad the, news. You think the body heals itself and also that starving yourself as a hunger strike on the body is you know a good way to send a message yeah. to... I'm going I'm to continue my retaliation against my own body. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people think I have a heroin problem. I've been losing weight, and uh, and I kind of like that feeling. I like the I like people thinking I've got a, a drug problem. a drug problem. It's, it's it's made me. It's you know. I th- you know in Hollywood, I just have this reputation as a me. bit of a maniac. And you, yeah, really, and I think it's just so funny. I did when I cut a lot of weight for Transformers and Search Party. I, you know, I like we've been t- talk, we talked about you know cut about twenty five pounds in a month, and a big part of that was just a very radical diet change yeah, to remain I remember. healthy. I remember. Uh, although led to some you know a breakdown at one point where Cash uh, had to say to me, "TJ, you have to eat carbohydrates." Yeah. We, that was this actually just, a podcast we no were doing at his go, house. Yeah. Uh, no one should go a month without eating carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. But you know, I did, and it worked, and. Uh, I think there were a couple people that I would say like, yeah, you know what it is? I just – I eat healthy. I just eat vegetables and lean meats and that's basically it. That's all you do and you keep your portion size down. And they gave me kind of the, yeah, we're sure, buddy. You know, <laughs> You got in shape but you still – they didn't really make you run much like an athlete in the movie, did they? Yeah. You weren't like an action hero. Yeah, I was. Not an action hero. No, not a hero. I was okay. just an action. You're just guy. regular guy that was, was involved with the action. action fellow. Yeah, because this really bothers me. An action fellow is yeah. not an action hero. You can He's be in an action guy, movie, but you—they weren't pitching you as the action <laughs> no, hero. To be sure, you Mark Wahlberg was the action hero. I was the guy involved in the action, <laughs> okay. but wheezing a lot. Right, and that my parents' name—that's my Christian name, Weezer. Weezer, you know? I know. My mine is Foghat, but. Uh, <laughs> But no, because that concerns me. I don't like it when they give a Foghat Levy sounds like a place yeah. somewhere. It's over by Foghat Levy. Yeah, nothing bothers me more than an uh, action star who runs non-athletically. It really bothers me. And there are a bunch of them. Like who? In fact, that Man. ruined, that ruined uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan as, uh, as 007 for me. He just ran like you also a, a didn't ruin his last name. He actually learned how to run through an acting coach. You could tell he was running. His arms were were he was he was real. flapping his arms too much. Okay, <laughs> overflap too much flappy jacks. Like I'm an I'm an ex athlete. I can overflap. see if you can run or not. You don't look like anybody I've ever seen overflap. run before. Overflap. Okay. Too much flaps. Undo the flaps. Undo the flaps. Too much. And I see it a lot. I see it a lot. You know who doesn't run well? Um, Because I watched this movie. 
by your favorite director. Besides uh, Pierce Brosnan? Uh, yeah. Uh, what was his name? He was running the whole movie. Um, uh, this is good radio. Anthony this is Weir. good radio. Um, the guy that was... This is so hard for me. I just can't remember people's names. He's an English actor who I find Daniel very Craig. No, although he runs poorly, too. He's ridiculous. I should have just gone with him. He's very buffed, and it's like, oh, wow, he's got a good body as an action hero. I like and then you And then you watch him run. He's very buffed. He's and got he a good body. And he runs like a, some kind of a bird or something. <laughs> some kind of wild bird. He doesn't run like a man. <laughs> it's not even a caged bird. He runs like a wild bird <laughs> with like an injured leg or something. Like a bird that's better at flying than running. You know when a bird has to just land and run a little bit and then and take off again. And where does that again? leave penguins that can't even fly? But you and McGregor, you and you and McGregor, you and that's it. You and McGregor. Yeah, he runs. There's this movie called The Island, which I saw on TV the other night because I'm going back through Michael Bay's work just to see what I can expect with your movie. I'm serious. I'm doing a little research, and you uh, and McGregor, fantastic actor. I enjoy, it. but the running, it too, not so good with the running. Didn't look like an athlete. He di- he didn't look like an athlete, and I uh, people should be getting closer to you if you're running like that. Well, I gotta say Wahlberg really runs like an. You think he runs like an yeah. action hero? Okay, but I do not. I I, I run like the bird you're talking okay. about. That's fine because you're a civilian. A steady okay. diet of pizza and breadsticks. Okay, which. Breadsticks are just pizza without the pizza on it. Yeah, it's just, I, that's what I'm It's softer yeah. crust. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, my lady baity, you know, which is my lady friend that always baits me, she'll constantly say, like, remember to get the Parmesan breadsticks. It's like, just eat the crust. You already have the crust. <laughs> Terrifying. Just well, this brings us to Triple Banger Lightning Round question three, because I was watching Independence Day mm-hmm. uh, while I was working out. And uh, I started to cry a little bit. Uh, I, I got emotional during yeah, was Independence Day. Was it from the, the film or the working out? From the from the film. I actually got emotional during... Because Jumping Jacks were getting too flappy. A couple of the flight scenes kind of tore me up a little. Kind of tore me up. And that's a pretty embarrassing movie to cry during. I mean, that's no, pretty bad. I think bad. it's very patriotic. Uh, it wasn't about the patriotism. I just got into the characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Somehow, like, now we've all cried during don't bad tell movies. Jeffrey Winger, this we've okay, all cried during. Up. We've all cried during movies like uh, while we're flying. We've talked about that. You get more emotional in the air, but on 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 ground, um, what's the most embarrassing movies you could be cried during? Uh, you could cry during uh, The Expendables. Yeah, uh, Dude, Where's My Car? That's the worst one so far. Uh, Harold and Kumar, Escape from Guantanamo Bay. That one I cried because they just made it. Big Mama's House. One, two, or three? Three. Really? What do you think? Out of all those, which one's the worst thing to cry over? What was the first one? (laughs) The Expendables. That one you may cry because it's really bad. Just cry because you're actually crying from the movie. I'd add one Being, good luck Chuck. I think good luck Chuck. Cry during good luck Chuck. Yeah. That would be a moment if that if you that would touch the moment. suicide, I would add that to the prose side of the list. Okay. 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 Just Ugh. okay. Just woke up. We're gonna move it along to where were you? When you weren't wherever you are now. Where were you? Um i and this is a question for the Godfather. And that's you. Uh, so you better listen in. I'm, lis- I'm going to listen in. In the last couple listen days. Listen up is usually what people say. You better yeah. listen up. Better listen when you say up. listen in, it's sort of like I'm about to ask a question, and if you want to eavesdrop, go ahead and do that. Yeah. Now, this is for you. This is for you. A um, couple times, in the, a bunch of times in the last week or two, I've been offered commercial auditions where I'm supposed to take both my kids in because they're kind of cute, I guess, at this age. Yeah. And uh, I won't do it. Yeah, and I don't think right. it's. I don't. Th- I think it's too big a risk. I think that if there's anything that could go wrong, where they become child actors, or um, you know, I don't want that on my hands. And I don't know that child actors end up worse than people in normal society. I don't know what the stats would show you. To some child actors, they might turn it's out. It's got to be bad, yeah. But it's got to be in- at least incrementally worse. And I know that this industry is fucking me up. Why would I subject my kids to it? 
You know, it's just not an easy profession, and I don't want to get them into it. What do you think? Well, I think you know it might be in their blood. I'm not sure if you teach them at an early age that they will necessarily become performers, you know, or actors. And I just think it's free money. It's like I don't know anyone in L.A. who shouldn't be at least having their kids go. And these kids in the commercial auditions, he's not going to. How old is Chance now? Uh, Chance is three. You'll never remember any of the uh, things. He has to factor in his podcast is blowing up. He does. Baseball, the podcast for babies. <laughs> it's blowing up. I mean, did you see the sushi and diet coke billboard? Then you're already. Then you're I can't believe he letting, beat us to the billboard. I, I, you're already. He's letting, blowing up. I just feel like you're already letting. You know this. You're already letting him have his own podcast. I just. I don't think it would affect people. Isn't April a child actor? Yeah. Look at so look then, at what's happened so to our lives. I actually think you may just be delaying the inevitable. Mm. I mean, if you if you're a comedian and she's an actress, then you know I, I'd be interested in the statistics of how many children of two performers actually end up being um, performers themselves. I don't want the next Kirk Cameron. That's all I'm saying. It's, is, it's a big is risk. Is it the born again Christian thing? Is that the big part of the problem? Um, the, not so much the religion. It's the it's the uh, you know the different opinions see, that are being thrown Did you see that around. movie Fireproof? No. Why wasn't it called Bulletproof? He could have been a cop. Instead, he was a fireman and is trying to make his marriage fireproof through these Christian values. It just the whole goddamn thing didn't make sense, and I kept being like. Did What's you watch he from? It? Is he from Facts of Life or The Wonder Years? Did you watch it? He was from... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every Sunday. Oh. What? Growing, Growing Pains. Growing Pains. I mean, look, I, I just kept being like, what has happened to you? Yeah. He was He was really fun to watch. He was. No, he was, though. I actually thought he was funny. I know. <laughs> then what's the deal... You just negated your whole thing. No, I'm saying, look at what it did to him. Look at the price he paid. But what is that. the price that he paid? That he's now like making speeches about how people that are gay should die, and you know. Well, that's the religion stuff. thing, huh? That's the religion thing. Yeah, but it it came to him through Scientology, which started when he was an actor. I don't no, think I don't. any of the things you're saying are right. <laughs> We're going to call this the Kirk Cameron argument, which is where you just don't want somebody uh, to be a child actor. And speaking you of great actors, speaking of great actors, we're always trying to find the next De Niro. But who's this generation's Benji? <laughs> you know, dog? and I think it's weird that people are like whoring out their kids, you know, as Air, actors. Air really, you know, you're better off just going down the street. You know, there's an acting studio called the ASPCA. And you're one cute dog away from a pet adoption, away from a three-picture deal. And that's my pulpit that I stand upon. <laughs> and gays should die. <laughs> I mean, I, don't no, you agree? Though I, I think you're right. Who's the next Benji? Better, better to subject your dog to uh, a life of being a performer than to subject a right. child. Are there any famous dogs right now? There's room. There's space right now for a famous dog. I mean, Air Lassie. Bud, whoever pays Air Bud. Okay, but Lassie, Benji, those are the well, two I'll tell tops. you what there is. There's not many television shows that have dogs in them as main characters. Mm, okay. And Animal Practice was that show that they tried to have a monkey as a main character, which a monkey, in my opinion, is a much more powerfully cute animal than a dog. Mm. Yeah, a monkey? Don't you think? Mm. Well, monkeys can... Uh yeah, they're a little more human. Here, I got my own triple banger auxiliary <laughs> round. Do you really? Auxiliary style? Which? Triple banger auxiliary round. It does. You feel powerful. It does. I, it really I knew for just a bad. moment what yeah. it was like, to, like be to be you. To be manning the controls. It's unbelievable. Or just to say something and have the producer. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's a very powerful feeling. I just, do you mind if I, I just do it? One more time. Sure. No, you. So I've got it. my own triple banger auxiliary round. Triple banger auxiliary round. God. The powers at your fingertips. Use them well. Ah, yes. What, the power? No, your fingertips. That's what I say to a masseuse before she starts. No matter what. Um, which is cuter, a dog dressed like a little man in a suit? 
with a hat mm-hmm. or a monkey dressed in a suit with a hat. I think it's a dog. I, I think it's sad when it's a monkey. Wow. Yeah. Why? Because it's they're mocking, closer to human beings. They're closer to humans, so it's more mocking that they're not. I don't think they give a shit. They don't, I but think I do. too many people, yeah, and so you look at that, you're embarrassed for the monkey. I'm embarrassed for humans in some ways. <laughs> that they would dress that a monkey would like do themselves? That, yeah. I'm embarrassed, yeah. I'm I, think embarrassed. A monkey, I think a monkey's funny. They're too close to being human. It's almost like making fun of a, a, a somebody who's challenged in some way. It really actually hurts my I feelings. Just, I love the if idea. If you put a hat on a monkey, consider monkeys developmentally challenged humans. I think that there are monkeys that are more advanced than some humans I've met. I think that's definitely so true. So they're definitely close to... You know, our species. Well, I disagree. I think, I think it a seems monkey mean. looks great. And I don't think monkeys feel embarrassment. I don't know. I, I don't like it when they put um, even a hat on a monkey. It's upsetting to me. And I resent the question. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move it along to essential questions of human nature. Essentially, this is Essential Questions of Human Nature. We're at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and rock stars peak early and a lot of people in different walks of life peak early i mean einstein's peak early athletes einstein peak peaked early. early i don't know if you realize einstein had his best theory or theories in his 20s and after 30 there were no major breakthroughs partially it's because he was so ambitious he was trying to basically find the keys to the entire universe and he was very frustrated and never could uh. but he really peaked in his 20s it nothing great happened for him after that that was in his mind it was all disappointment after his 20s. And that's the way it is. I mean, that, that's really the way it is for most rock stars. I mean, once you've written, you know, speaking of Jim Morrison, once you've written This Is The End, there's really nowhere to go. And I'm just asking you, is that how you feel about Yogi Bear? Yeah. I mean, I mean yes. is there anywhere to go after that? Yeah. I mean, I really, you know, I think people try and joke about it a lot, but it's like... Never will I have the opportunity to use a skill set that I've spent, you know, years, almost a decade honing to try and make a talking bear comedy the best it can be. Never will I – I don't even know why you guys are laughing. Never never will I have such influence on the story be in a, to have a character and a part that is there to provide comedy but is also part of the storyline, an integral part of the storyline. That, you know, I get the the bears to turn against the main – to Ranger Smith and then to, uh, to also be able to come back around to capture the hearts and the minds of children, have them sort of see me as kind of dopey and funny, then as a villain and then as a hero. It was hard to – and this – we're not talking about the porn version all, of the movie. We're talking about the real – All in shorts and a ranger hat. Yeah. No, it was – It's just not going to happen again. And I, I actually think that's okay. You know, I think – I'm all about kind of selling out early on before it's your okay. career even begins. Well, look, I'm and and I feel the same way. For example, I'm not worried about peaking. Um, well, as because, a stand-up, I don't because think my you can. secret is there's there really is no, no peak. peak if you never ascend. And so That's I've right. just my career has just been a lifetime of lateral moves. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, I just I just stay completely. You know, have you noticed I never ascend? I mean, look at this podcast. Because we've you, had there twelve and a half never, listeners for for a year. It's for you. There, there, there's nowhere to go but up, and it never ends up happening. It, it doesn't ever happen. I go laterally or down, and that way, there's no fall off. Like, remember him when he was thirty? No, things weren't going that well then either. Yeah. So just you don't ascend. You already reached the peaks, the craggly peaks of Yogi Bear. Yeah, three D. Three D is in the title, and three D P also. How long we've been friends, and I don't quite right. why you can't seem to get that right. But you know, I, I uh, let's talk about the selling out. In all seriousness, do you feel like you sold out? You've mentioned this twice. You felt you sold out because I saw the Motorola thing, and I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, and mainly it was you were lying on a bed. I thought the bed was really funny, but it didn't matter who was. It was a funny ad. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Do you feel like it was a sellout in some way? Well, it, it's just an interesting and new feeling because I do think we tried the hardest to make it, it funny as we could. Um, I don't think there are a lot of opportunities in advertising when you have talented directors like Speck and Gordon, when you have advertising copy that is funny, when the idea lends itself to allowing me and to sort of... You were funny. You, it looks like you were improv to bring my comedy. Yeah. I did. I did. But to bring sort of what is different or mediocre about me as a comedian to the table, 
and get paid for it. I mean, you know, you don't really think you sold out. You're just saying that. No, I. I mean, because I, I don't think you did, I'm, but I don't believe you even I'm, think you did. Well, you t- looked like you're having fun, and now I'm going to say what you think, and you're just going to shut up. I'm joking. Okay, no, go that's on. Fine. I interrupted. I feel like you. a bit of bit of Go a sellout, on. actually. Now that, now that you mention it, you sort of feel bad about um, it. Yeah, I've just never had an experience where you know you're doing it and and you're doing it to be funny. And to me, it doesn't matter what medium of comedy, as long as people get a chuckle out of it or think it's funny. That's better than having to watch an ad that's just stupid or cheesy or whatever. And I, the product is really cool. You know, this this new phone, the Moto X, is actually a pretty impressive phone and does some things that no other piece of technology has done before. That being said, you know, the the, the main motivator for it, if they had said, well, you're going to do this for free, I would have said, fuck you, get out of my apartment. And right, they would but you say, also this is my done- apartment. And I would say, then why did you invite me over <laughs> and let me sign a lease? And they said, it's not a lease. You just sign the kitchen table. And I'll say, well, it looks like a lease with four legs from here. All those things, you know, but I... I had, to, I, but you also wouldn't have done it if you weren't allowed to be funny. If you looked at the script and you're like, "This is embarrassing. I'm standing with a horse, or whatever." I mean, I don't think there's anything embarrassing about standing with a horse. But I, 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 I mean, I don't know that I've ever been next to a horse and gone, "I can't believe this is where I ended up." I mean, one of my good friends, you weren't Tucker doing anything Ruckus, is an equestrian. You're right. It, it, there's, you weren't doing anything humiliating. There's nothing humiliating about it, and that's why it's so. You weren't cleaning up after a horse. But even that shouldn't be embarrassing, because now if any of the twelve and a half listeners are, you know, clean up horse shit for a living, you're sitting there saying you should be embarrassed of your vocation. No, you should not be embarrassed cleaning up after a horse. But you don't have to go on TV. <laughs> and try to make that funny and act like you think it's funny because that's love, not your favorite part. Why did you go that's straight your, to the horse? It's not your favorite just, part. Do you have horses on the brain that you were like? It's not as if you were standing next to a horse. I don't know that that's embarrassing. Well, it's not as if you're cleaning up after a horse. We weren't even talking about shit, really. It could have just been that the horse came in the kitchen and then left, and you got to clean up all the footprints. I, I actually had to veer off. I was thinking of a specific ad that someone did that I thought would, was just humiliating. And I, right. and I veered off so far that, that it didn't make sense. And that's really what happened. <laughs> well, I was trying not to embarrass a friend, so if anybody ever hears this. So I, I veered off, but I guess- and, and I tried to do an analogy of the ad that person did where I was like, that's humiliating. I would never have done that for any amount of money. There's yeah. none. Well, you know, but I, if you I were the guy, you know, he's Summer's the guy. Eve if every commercial. time people see you and they go, "He's the guy that cleans up horses on TV, cleans up after horses," <laughs> Not even and after they him. crap on his he head, just, they <laughs> crap on his head during the ad. He just as, washes him down. They and wash they him down on his head <laughs> with his horse head, and that's how he sells uh, phones. <laughs> Yeah, I would say, well, I don't know if that was worth it. So it wasn't just the money. It was also that you weren't being crapped on by a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Which was one of the options brought to the table. I would have made twice as much money. Uh, I mean, here's maybe the reason that it feels a little like being a sellout is that at this stage in my career, I didn't have to do it. Even though I sort of did because I've got two – Major things coming out in summer 2014, uh, among a couple other things that are really, really high visibility, high risk. And I need to be able to, if both of them fail, one being if Transformers 4 comes out and people are like, he is the fraud that we always suspected he would be or he's terrible or he's grating or he's abrasive in this. And if the, the sort of first movie that I'm kind of starring in and top lining and getting in front of totally bombs – I'm going to be seriously fucked in Hollywood around town as to whether or not I'll be able to get another job. What will the nature of those jobs be? And that's what's so great. That's why this podcast is a great fallback position. I mean, it's not a fallback. It's at the forefront of this horse washing generation. You know, I. But listen, I'm just telling you, I saw these ads. They're funny. They'll probably be funnier than some of the things you end up doing in your future. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that they're, they're, they're nothing to be embarrassed about at all. Well, I appreciate that. Because that's the key. Here's is the it thing. funny or I'm, not? I'm not embarrassed. Yeah. That's what's weird. Is this the first time? Because I really am all about selling out before you even started. Because I think there is no selling out. We live in a celebrity culture where someone like Jessica Simpson or Puff Daddy or even Mark Wahlberg has his own line of water. 
Right. And these people are doing perfume. It makes you run differently. And it's it it really, really makes a lot less flapping. It brings down the flap jackets. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. The little flappy jacks. Yeah, the flappy jackers. But, you know, I wonder if you know, that sort of that theory and philosophy came to a crossroads with this particular campaign because as I walked away from it, it's like there's no way not to feel like the primary motivation was money, even if the money is going to be used to – I mean I can go and make a, a feature film with that money. I can go – and as we've talked about, people have this you know misconception that if you're in films and on television, you just make these truckloads of money. No, you, yeah. It's I mean I case. asked you how much you thought I made for Transformers 4 – and you know it was in the high end of the hundreds of thousands of dollars, and it is not. I'm no, I, I was stunned. I, just so you guys know, and I, I hope that I'm not out of line revealing this. Here's the amount. What they do is they put him under a horse, and the horse just <laughs> urinates and craps on its head. And I didn't think that was a reward you at really, all. You but really he told do me it that's how the love business. Of the game. He you told really me that's do. how the business works, you, you and so I said, "Well, on the field, yeah." He actually just gets underneath a horse and just gets uh, crapped on. So I'm I was stunned by that. Well, I I, I think, <laughs> but you know, luckily you didn't you know allow you, them to make that the commercial. You that do people think promotes oh, the movie itself. You, you did this movie. You must have made three quarters of a million dollars, or you know, you make five hundred thousand dollars in these movies, and you don't. You make. Literally, you can look it up, but you make SAG minimum Mm -hmm. to be in these major motion pictures. That's the way the economy is. And those things, you know, that amount of money isn't enough to really sustain you if you need to take a year to to turn things down until you find the right project or something that's creatively fulfilling. You know, I bought six boats last year, six and a half, if you count a little tugboat that I carry around my biggest boat that's just filled with lobster tails. Those are all leased. Do you understand? Six leased boats. I got boat payments out of the goddamn wazoo. I was trying to think of sort of boat terminology that could have replaced wazoo, but what can replace a wazoo? It's better than what I... Because that's where the money's coming out of. And it's better than what I was coming up with, because I was thinking you were going to say out the kazoo. Right, which at least makes a noise. At least that makes a noise. So I don't know. I mean, I think also they just came out, and and, and maybe I'm having a reaction to that. But I definitely... They're funny. The biggest conversation that I had about it was... Is this going to ruin sort of everything that I've worked for? Are people going to see these and not turn against me, but just kind of be like, oh, he really doesn't have any artistic integrity. He really do any ev- anything and everything when really the volume of stuff that I do is because I think that I should try and reach as many people right. as possible the, the, the and long- make as, get as many different types of people to laugh. And you, also and know, you also know that. The, yeah. And you also know that the, the more stuff you're doing, the more you're out there and the. The more successful you become, because you are ascending still. The as more I, horses I, will shit on your, shit head. your head. But also the more people that will hate you. So that's, that's going to happen anyway. So why not make a Motorola commercial? You know, instead of having a, a, a horse uh, crap <laughs> all over your head. Let's move on to Tweetalize. It's we a also working title. Laughing, yeah. Until they think of a better name for it. This is Tweetalize. I think it should be called Horse Crap Parade. <laughs> Are, are all three of us laughing at the image of one of us? And are, when you think of a, a horse crabbing on your head, Cash, are you thinking of a man sitting down and he yeah. crabs? Yeah. Are you right? On his back? Ryan's got the worst one that he's actually laying I'm, on his back like he's trying to take a nap on his tummy. And a horse I, is sitting here's on. what I'm picturing. I pictured a very tall horse and a man standing <laughs> no, around. That's so funny. I'm picturing. I'm picturing a man sitting on a footstool working on a horse's hoof, and the horse just just drops oh, an extremely large load on his head. So he doesn't even know. <laughs> he doesn't know it's coming. And also what we're interested in is, <laughs> and he's what do you covered, guys imagine the defecation to look like? Is it just full-on diarrhea? It's fairly dry uh, it's in funny. my vision. I'm not that gross. What about you? What do you think? Well, it's horse crab, like when you go yeah. Yeah, so then yeah. to me, it's not even that big of a deal because it's, it's just it's these sort of pellets. They're large pellets. I, I, but I picture and, and such an no enormous when... amount of it where it completely <laughs> engulfs him to the point where he's almost not visible throughout the commercial. And then he, from inside the horse manure, he reaches Holds out and has a phone in his hand. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.
That's the exact ad that I'm picturing. That's the best one because I just imagined that it wasn't that much crap and it came out in large dry pellets so they sort of bounced off his we head to- and then he's like, Best Buy. You know? we, have to f- <laughs> we have to film this now. We have to <laughs> make an alternative ad. <laughs> then I'm thinking, how big is this guy? <laughs> how much does the horse have to eat to completely envelop a person? And is the tail up the whole time? How long can you hold your tail up to be able to defecate enough to envelop a man? How big is this man? I was picturing you. I, I, I was picturing you. That is so much crap. I know. Here's what I imagine. But me either crouching or standing. That's what I call selling and, out. That's and maybe my the, definition. Maybe the horse is on four different footstools. <laughs> the horse is on footstools. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I, we've got to move along to uh, Tweetalize. This is a working title, but we're at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, I love it. I, I think I saw a flock of seagulls, but then it ended up being all pelicans. You know who I saw? I saw Michael McDonald. He's not willing to do... The show. He didn't want to sit down. With Have us. you asked any of the people to do the show? He's kind of pissed off about my rendition. He is. of the uh, song "Taking It to the Tweets." <laughs> uh, he's a little upset about that. Uh, he told me he's like, "You don't know me, but I'm your brother." That, that's what he said to you. He's yeah. He goes, "Are you <laughs> telling me the thing you want to do for me?" <laughs> And he was pissed. And, that's and he a- said he thought, and I said, have you ever considered calling the song, taking it across the Inca Trail? <laughs> and he, he, didn't, he didn't even laugh. Just walked taking away. Just stormed away. Taking it across the Inca Trail. He just walked away. He's like, takes roughly two and a half minutes. You wrote something that I found very intriguing uh, on the 17th of August. You wrote, for years I've wanted something to hang my hat on, and it was under my nose the whole time. My tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Well. That's a good one. I was saying recently that I'm, I'm doing a batting average with funny tweets to sort of nonsense or totally unfunny tweets in the low 100s, maybe even less than that. Maybe yeah. sort of in the point, the point. Yeah, they're, they're funny. I have an excuse for not tweeting more, by the way, the more I thought about it. I So often I write down a funny thought and I don't want to tweet it because I want to talk about it on this show. This show is uh, disrupting my tweet schedule. Because I think, I don't want to burn that topic on a tweet, have people know that line. I'd rather throw it at you. Have you say something more funny on top of it. And then we've created comedy. Yeah, yeah that's true. But I, so I, think, I do think I, think I you've should. you've got to lower your standards. So I think what I'm going to do. Because look how funny this. Go ahead. Yeah. What were we going to do? No, go on. Go on. Because this is a great tweet. Sometimes I, on, um, on September 8th, 2013, at 4.33 p.m., Cash Levy, at Cash Levy, wrote, sometimes I fantasize about playing fantasy football, but for now, it's only a dream. That's a great tweet, you know? That tweet was uh, brought to you by Motorola. (laughs) (laughs) The only phone that lets a horse completely envelop you in its own crap. Uh, But, you know, that's a great tweet. Do you play fantasy football? I don't. I've always wanted to, and I always sort of daydream about it. It's actually a true tweet. I mean that's amazing. Uh, it's a tweet a lot. Well, you'd it's have to. What, why? What prevents you? You'd just have to. Watch I'm just too more lazy. Football. I'm too yeah. lazy, and I. I do I have time to get into it that it. much? They do I have time it. to? Do I have time to get into it to that level? Not with know? two kids in this horse crap campaign. Yeah, going that's true. On. That the campaign's going to really take over. Um, I also like. I mean, I, I like all your tweets because you know what it is. Um. I'm flipping back and forth between lawn bowling and women's lacrosse. I wish there were more sports on TV today. Which lawn bowling is what? Bocce? No, it's not. I, I don't think it's bocce ball. That, 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 that one's more of a joke just because there were so much sports on Sunday on TV. There was a full slate of football action and of baseball things, action, yeah. and there was U.S. Open tennis. So there was a lot going on, and anybody that was choosing to, to flip back and forth between those two. Which you like better, lawn bowling or women's lacrosse? 
Um, I, I think uh, lawn bowling, lacrosse isn't a legitimate sport, I think we, we should acknowledge. I mean, I played lacrosse growing up. I, That's fine. I and I play, I play I, I things, too. I think if people would I mean, understand I, how violent it is, then it would be exciting. I mean, it's sort of like a cross between football and hockey it's a and bit. It's a bit of a wealthy East Coast. Um, they played all over the country now. They, but it's not really drawing all the ethnicities. Uh, would you agree? Yeah, but neither is uh, basketball. There's no white people on that thing. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote just just even today. You wrote yeah. the new iPhone will have a fingerprint scan. Great. Now I have to worry about people usurping my fingers. Hashtag wearing oven mitts. That the reason I, I am worried that, people are going to steal. I am worried this is, concerns me. No, look, they they already have your fingerprints. Here, here's what I love about it. I really, really, really do love this. I really do love this. Just again with this, and maybe we should talk more about this. But when somebody mentions something, no one really do do this 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 week. If, you know, if you if you come up with a hypothetical, you mention something, then talk about what came into the people's imagination. Because I imagine you at home. In an apron, waiting for soft baked cookies to come out, which are just chewy chips ahoy that you heated up in the in the oven, and you're trying to call someone on your phone. And you have two oven mitts. There's just something really, really funny about that with me. Did you imagine just one oven mitt, or both your hands had oven? I mitts? pictured being on one of your boats, one of your seven boats. Yeah, well, I've and got a pirate just came along, you. decided to uh, cut off my fingers to use them so he could use my phone. So I put on the oven mitts to protect myself. And because you were embarrassed that you may, you know, that you have no fingers. You put on the oven mitts beforehand or after? Beforehand to try to protect me from the pirates. I do love the idea of a pirate going, ah, he's got oven mitts on. It looks like we won't be cutting this one's fingers <laughs> off. I thought of the oven mitts as a deterrent. That's sad. I thought it was a, a theft of my fingers deterrent, the oven mitts. Maybe you could wear chainmail oven mitts. And also, why don't those exist? Chainmail oven mitt. Because chain gets hot. You're not nobody's ever handling anything for that long with an <laughs> oven mitt. Chainmail oven mitt should be something they sell at goddamn Renaissance fairs. Can you just wait for once for the practical living in a modern age? I mean, for God's sake, that's what that was. That's true. In an inefficient and out-of-date way, we bring you practical living in the modern age. Chainmail oven mitts. Now let's move it along to our final segment, maskers. Let's talk about maskers. Like 85% of superheroes, this is maskers. Now before we before, before we go into this, we want to say that uh, it, we've been long overdue for an all maskers uh, um, episode. episode. And Cash, uh, and I just say, you know, I say we in the sense that I keep telling Cash, we've got to do it. We've got to do an all maskers episode. But we also need more maskers. So hashtag it maskers, you know, tag Cash or I on um, on Twitter. You can leave them on the Facebook page. Please like our Facebook page. You know, Cash's show is just, it's only growing. It's only getting better. And I'm lucky to be a part of it when he has me on there. Uh, we're also doing a live taping of the show in uh, Kansas City, Kansas at the Kansas Stanford City. and Sons Comedy Club. You got to see it. Go on their um uh go on their website. Don't worry, it'll be in the afternoon, probably around 4:20. Do not worry about buying tickets ahead of time. You can call, of course you can, <laughs> but just come buy the tickets at the door and join us. We love to meet any one of the 12 yeah. and a half people. Yeah, get in a, get, you know, give each other piggyback rides out to the to Get the in show. a van. Get in a van Morrison with a couple of friends and make mm-hmm. the trek. If you live anywhere near Kansas City, we it, it's so flattering to us that, for you guys to travel long distances to see the show. Yeah, it don't mean a lot to us. But it's thunder also, only happens when it's raining. That's exactly right. And when it rains, it pours. And when you're pouring something out with a handle on it, that's a ladle. That ex- that's exactly what that is. Uh, yeah, check us out in Kansas City. That's going to be kind of epic. It may be, I don't know, the, the start of something special or the yeah. end of our friendship. I'm not sure which. We haven't worked together in quite a while. If it go, yeah, it's going to be fun. You get, you, come on. You, when you get to see me do live stand-up and see Cash do live stand-up and all of it on the same show, he's such a good stand-up. I'm very good at convincing people that a number of funny faces and weird noises <laughs> constitute stand-up. <laughs> Okay, so maskers, because we got to get out of here pretty soon. It looks like they're locking the doors. I see Kip Winger uh, threatening me. 
keeps holding know. a ladle that he's sharpening yeah, into a shank. I don't shank. even know why. Uh, Tyraltz, at Tyraltz, writes, listen to it. Uh, best cashing in with TJ ever. Listen to it three times in two hours. How you ask? Double speed. I couldn't even understand it. <laughs> I love that the people are listening at different speeds. And, you know, by the way, if you listen to our podcast backwards, it's the exact same as it is forwards because our podcast it's a is it's a palindrome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know if we've mentioned that. But um, um, what else do we have here? Adam Joe Ginder at Adam J. Coy writes, What should I name my goat? I just like that someone would ask us that. You know, that's just such a random, well, like, I'm, you know, I don't know what to name my goat. My first instinct. I, I'm going to ask Cash and, and TJ. Knee, I, knee-jerk reaction, goat. I think it's funny to, to name an animal like a goat, goat. Like, get over here, goat. That's yeah. a good goat. I think if it's a girl, you name it Gladys. <laughs> and if it's I a boy, you name it Nancy. can't stand <laughs> Gladys's. Um. I think if yeah. it's I think if it's a boy goat, you should name it Billy. And if I think it's a girl goat, then you should name it uh Tibby. Tibby the goat. Yeah, Tibby yeah, yeah, Tibby the goat. Um Can we start referring to your fans as cashews? That's from Catherine Russell at Crussell over. I mean, that's a pretty good one. Your fans are called cashews. You know, we only have 12 and a half. Listeners. I like it cuz it's nuts. You know, there's yeah. nuts. It's like we're nuts, we're cashews. But uh <laughs> I like us at a bar. But fight. I think if this show the doesn't guy goes, you guys you guys are crazy. You go, yeah, we're nuts. We're cashews. <laughs> I think if this show doesn't grow anymore, uh I think you could call yourselves the minority, you know? It's just or the the 12 and a half is small. Yeah, twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. We've yeah. Always wanted, we've always wanted to get more listeners than twelve and a half, but we appreciate the twelve and a half of you that do listen. But yeah, if you can want to call yourselves cashews, then great. So yeah, why don't each ahead. of the twelve and a half of you let us know if you want let to be known how as you cashews? Feel. Yeah. What last one? Josh Nash at Josh seven nine zero eight four four writes: I walked in on my roommate while I was masturbating. Who is that more awkward for? It's interesting. There's a couple mm, the guys that have jokes like that. Nick Thune has a joke. Oh, really? That is, the other day I walked in on my, my, my roommate while I was masturbating. Oh, really? But I, I, well, do, I do. That's okay. I mean, that's a very funny yeah, idea. I it's think a funny it's, idea. The walking it's more awkward for the roommate. And, and, it, and I, hopefully you didn't walk into his room masturbating because then that arises, you know, all these questions arise that are... You know, why were you going into his room while masturbating? I, I just, I actually, but I commend anyone who walks while they masturbate. Mm, I think it's a it's tough It's so skill. rare it's that you're skill. not either lying down or standing up in a stationary position or, you know, sitting underneath the horses that craps upon you. <laughs> when we're masturbating, we should do more walking and masturbating or at least pacing, <laughs> pacing back and forth and masturbating. More walking, masturbating. That's our message for you today. We always have to leave something you can take with you. Uh, it's a practical and, living in the yeah, modern age. Yeah, it's a practical age. living in the modern age. If you're bored with masturbating, start walking around. Yeah, I'm just going to finish up with two more. Stephen Scott at Stephen D. Scott's right, and time will tell. Quote: And time will tell how many more people will be displaced from their homes. This is Brad Dungus, CBS News. I like Brad. That's Dungus. a good one. And Dustin Pierce also writes uh, at Dustin Pierce. Hello, I'm Carla Pennycoffer, standing inside the world's largest birth luge. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Check us out next week and come to Kansas City. Going to Kansas City, here I come. I'm sorry, I just I, I don't know Kansas how that goes, City, and I don't know who it. It's a blues song. I'm going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come. There it is. Got some real fine women in the stand the corner. I'm gonna walk and masturbate with one. Now leaving Nerdist.com.